Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Live Wire Connect. Connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. Well, here locally, we've been talking a lot about Bobby Slowick being a potential next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And yesterday, big swagoo Marcus Spears and Andrew Hawkins talked about he could be the guy that could bring some juice to this Panthers organization on NFL Live. But I think you go get the best guy who you think can galvanize this entire team. They need juice in Carolina, bro. They absolutely need juice, for sure. And yeah. I, I, I won't disagree that a defensive-minded head coach could get this job done. But when you look at the business of the NFL, the offensive guys are the ones that are becoming the head coaches, which means no for a young quarterback that has not reached his potential yet, you now run the risk of a revolving door at OC for a guy that has, has not been developed yet. Yeah. So now if you get a good guy and he does well, right. he's off to the next team. You talk about Bobby Slowick, that's probably a guy you should look at. Sure. Hmm. See what he's done with Brock Purdy, CJ. Yes, he's young, but all those head coaches you said that had success, they were young in their career as well. This is- Walker, how much do you think the juice factor, if you will, should play a role in his potential head coach candidacy? Oh, it's huge. I, I think it's absolutely huge. They, Frank Wright brought the juice, too. Remember, he was re-energized, recharged. He didn't bring enough. He needs to bring a two-liter of juice. And he brought a five-hour energy bottle of juice <laughs> with none of the energy. That's the problem. Yeah, I totally agree with that. They were saying all the stuff that I've been preaching this entire time also. It's the fact that you don't want to lose the offensive coordinator that does a great job. And now we even can use Bobby Slowick as an example. All you have to have is one great year with an unexpected finish on the positive side. And that offensive coordinator is gone. You only have to have one year of calling plays with success, and then you're going to get a lot of interest. And so that's what's really tough. If Bryce Young gets a defensive coach, you have a new OC who does a great job. Now you have one year, your second season. It's a good one. And then you have to undergo change again. Uh, Like four offensive coordinators in three years because of the back and forth between Frank Reich and Thomas Brown. I think that's what the Panthers organization is thinking, too. I hate it. It's not like I don't want defensive-minded guys to get jobs. You can still win that way. You can. We just have a young QB that I want more stability for than what I think a defensive coordinator head coach would do. Yeah, I agree with you. It's everything that we talked about this week with the Panthers getting an offensive guy as a head coach so that you know he's not going anywhere, and especially a guy that's worked with a rookie, worked with a guy helping him adjust to the NFL as Bobby Sloak has done with C.J. Stroud. Also, we talked about uh, just a couple of segments back, you know, a rushing attack in the 20s, starting 10 different offensive linemen. Bobby Sloak knows how to adjust, and he's made stars out of guys that uh, were kind of on the fringe, whether you talk about Nico Collins, now Tank Dell, I expect him to come in and do what he did, but he still went in the third round because people doubted him uh, and his talent as well. So, uh, yeah, I think this Sloak would be a great fit for Bryce Young. There's no there's no denying that the Panthers are in need of uh, someone to build their culture back up to where it was during the heyday of the Ron Rivera era. And Wes Durham, the play-by-play voice of the Falcons, he joined the Kyle Bailey show. If you're looking for a culture builder, Dan Quinn might be your guy. i tell you this. He'd be a five-star general at that. I mean, he'd be the best coach. If you want to build culture and you want to build an attitude and an approach, he'd be the best guy to hire. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. In uh, my mind, now, other people, you know, again, they're fans who are closer, who understand it, who feel it. But it just I'm looking at it on the surface, and I think he's somebody that would find the offensive match for what Bryce Young is. Because I don't think that I don't think he's going anywhere. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't feel like that after one year you're going to part with a quarterback. Wes, you know you've been in the locker room. You know how important culture is. You hear Kirk Curfew talk about it every Saturday on College Game Day. How much does that maybe give Dan Quinn a legitimate chance to get the job? Because whether it was Seattle or Atlanta or in Dallas, he did build a culture of at least regular season success. Well, my thing is this, you know, I I do respect Dan Quinn and I'm not going to put everything as far as saying I wouldn't want him on one football game, but it is the fact that, like I said, against, uh, of above 500 teams, this defense struggled. And also, too, with the showing that they had in the playoffs and the fact that, you know, he's done this thing before and he did have some success with Atlanta and then it went south. Uh, but my thing is for the Panthers, I think I'd be more considerate of him if the Panthers had already gone the route of hiring a, a fresh face at head coach that did not work out. But the fact that they're coming off a retread and it went so badly, I just don't want to see another coach uh, that was fired previously from their last stop as the head coach of this football team. I like this idea from 704 saying there's West Durham trying to sabotage the Carolina Panthers with that take. Maybe David Tepper is listening. Hmm, I do like culture. <laughs> if Dan Quinn can do that, West Durham knows. You're the new head coach. Get out of here, Sloick. Get out of here, Ben Johnson. I really hope that's not what's happening. Yeah, you can't hire Dan Quinn. It's pretty simple. You can't hire Dan Quinn after having that performance as a defensive coordinator against the Green Bay Packers, where you got cooked. Matt LaFleur, ballin'. Jordan Love, same thing. Your defenders, not in the right spot, and you are at least responsible for a piece of that. Remember, also, we can go to some of the worst games that he's called as a DC. A lot of them happened this year, if you compare him to other years calling plays for a defense. If they weren't getting after the passer, and Deron Bland wasn't giving you a pick six... They struggled. They allowed people to run on them, too. And that's a weakness here in Carolina right now. So does he fix that weakness? Yeah, you can't hire Dan Quinn, especially after this being a retread with so many other candidates. When we talk about this being such a strong pool of candidates, where does Dan Quinn fit? Like, maybe he's higher in a different year. But this year, there's too many talented names for you to dodge them in order to go hire that guy a second time. I think it's fair to say that us as a show, we know that Wes loves sports drama. I definitely love it. Walker, you do as well. A story we haven't gotten into this week has been the Twitter beef between Jay Gruden, former head coach of the Washington (laughs) Redskins, then commanders, former offensive coordinator of the NFL, and Robert Griffin III, RG3. Um, And it got so bad last night that Gruden had to delete a tweet, something that his brother didn't have to do with emails and it cost him his job in las vegas a couple years ago but robert griffin took to the to the microphone and to explain his side of the beef with his former head coach so if jay gruden really wants to talk i'm not gonna cuss the man out i'm not gonna call him outside of his name but what i am gonna do is tell you guys the truth and the truth of the matter is there is a moment in dc that is vividly remembered Jay Gruden went to a press conference and he undressed me at that press conference in a way that a coach should never undress his starting quarterback. 
it was after a game and I said in the press conference that the best players in the NFL have the guys around them play at an extremely high level. No one is out there doing it on their own. Now the the media pundits and everyone took that and said RG3 threw his teammates under the bus. And I had to eat that for a long time because Jay didn't back me in the media the next day. He doubled down on it uh, and, and actually picked me apart in the media. But what people don't know is that the only reason I went to that press conference and said what I said to challenge my teammates through that press conference was because Jay Gruden asked me to do that. What hurt me about that was the fact that after I did that in the press conference, not only did Jay Gruden not have my back, but he actually burned me with it. He came out the next day and burned me in the media. He came out the next day in a meeting in our team meeting room and burned me in front of my own teammates. Took accountability for what I said. He was taken out of, con taken out of context and apologized to my teammates in the front of that team meeting. Now, Jay, knowing that he had asked me to do that and still went to the media and tore me down to the media, even in that room, it's the fact that he has zero self-awareness and zero integrity. Because even though he asked me to do something, he didn't have the balls to have my back. Mm. Mm. What did you guys think? First off, what do y'all think of the beef? And um, then what do you think of RG3 a minute 45 just blasting and exposing the fraud that Jay Gruden supposedly is well when i read what i read at first because if you remember during the rg3 era it was a lot of uh accusations of self-absorption and him wanting to be you know everything to be all about him and i knew believe some of that was true but hearing rg3 side of the story and hearing how long he kind of said on that you know if what he said is true and i'm buying the rg3 i don't buy, i don't fancy him to be a capper so uh for those who don't know a liar uh, but I think oh, that, thank you. you know, if that's the truth, then, yeah, man, I mean, I think RG3 has a legitimate, legitimate gripe. I mean, if a coach comes and asks me to do something, he's better than me because I would have came out the next day in a press or I probably would have interrupted his press conference and went and said, whoa, 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 you told me to say this. That's one thing that drives me crazy about people, uh, you know, is when they're fake, they don't follow through on their word. And so if that's the case with Gruden, yeah, that that's not a good look. And RG3 is definitely validated for having uh, a gripe about it. No, I, I want to get to kind of the ridiculous part of the beef when Jay Gruden tweets out, go race a pigeon to oh, RG3. Such a great tweet, though. Yeah, and then this is where it starts to get just really silly. RG3 then quote tweets that <laughs> with a long defense of Seattle's mascot. First of all, all caps, don't you dare disrespect. I don't know the Hawks name. Is it Taima? I know Taina used to be a Nickelodeon show. Well, we don't care about no Seahawks, Anyways, so we'll disrespect his name. We don't care. Oh, I don't want to disrespect <laughs> him. Oh, man, I love birds, man. Hawks, well, I'm cool. a Niner fan, so I'm going to disrespect the hell out of that bird. RG3 says he is a saint and a quality opponent who can fly up to 120 miles per hour. Secondly, what do you have against pigeons? Do you know that they were a crucial... They were crucial to our World War One victory? The pigeon name is more respected than your last name. Damn! What a silly back and forth about pigeons now. Hmm. <laughs> What's the beef is hilarious for some like legitimately funny reasons. They and... got pigeon hold. Okay. 
<laughs> I just didn't get the last part of that beef. Which Jiggery, I go race a pigeon. Like okay. And he all also right, came out like, told RG three straight up, you weren't that good. Kirk was better. The Ravens the, didn't want you. That's the, the deleted the Browns tweet. didn't want yeah. you. Like yeah, that's yeah. the tweet that was deleted by Jay Gruden. All right, so there's the beef. We'll end on that between Jay Gruden and RG three.